Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live here on SportsGrid, I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside. This is the early line, hour number two. On a Thursday morning, the NBA playoffs inching closer and closer. Some of these series are are already set, and that is bringing up some really interesting markets throughout these series. And these will continue to expand as we get some more in-and-out information around guys like Luka Doncic and Steph Curry of the like. But in this series between the Celtics and the Nets, one of the more anticipated first-round matchups here where Boston is a minus-142 favorite, there's also, Donnie, a series' highest points-per-game average market. Who is going to be the leading scorer in this series on a per-game basis? Now, it says you're going to actually need to play a minimum of four games which is pretty interesting because, uh, like, if you get, you know, a guy to give you three games and is out, that, which is a little odd there. But as is, Kevin Durant's the favorite at minus 105. You would anticipate as much. Tatum plus 195, plus 250 Kyrie. And then you start to really extend it a little bit. Basically, Jalen Brown, 16 to 1. And then there's the there's no way this happens. Go ahead and bet whoever you'd like. Marcus Smart and Seth Curry prices. What do you think, though, Donnie? Who leads this series in scoring? I think this is fascinating. This is probably the series in the opening round that most people in the NBA, particularly even in the NBA front offices, are watching here. Why? Because is this going to work out for the Nets? And are they supposed to be that team that we thought they were all along where just when they get to the playoffs, they turn on the gas? Now, this is very interesting. Kevin Durant listed there, as we saw, at a minus 105 price to be the leader in the series. Understandable. Jason Tatum at a plus 195, probably going to lead the Celtics in points. Understandable. And also Kyrie Irving at plus 250. So I think the argument for yourself is, well, we've seen these guys, I'm talking about the Nets and Durant and Irving, go back and forth. I'll get 40 tonight, you get 40 the next night. I'll get 21 tonight, you get 35. So we'll see how that turns out, or if both of these guys can you know, keep up and say, we'll both go into the 30s each and every night and keep it close. But here's the interesting part, because originally I had wrote down Jason Tatum at plus 95 mm-hmm. to be the leading scorer in this series, which means points per game. So he said, okay, I don't want to fight with Durant and Irving, but I know on most nights it's Jason Tatum that's going to be the lead dog. Field goal attempts, free throw line, center of attention. When he gets it going, he's electric. But now, you know what's interesting about this? Because sort of a wrench gets thrown into it. And he said, well, why would a wrench get thrown in? Like Tatum's usually the guy. What happens if Ben Simmons comes back in this series? 
What happens if Ben Simmons and they tell him your only goal is to slow down Jason Tatum, which means maybe Jalen Brown goes off a little bit more at that 16 to one price. But even more than that, if I do get Ben Simmons back and I don't know, like these bets are going to have to take place before you even see a game in this series, because we don't know what we're getting out of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons might return to the court game one and play 28 minutes. Ben Simmons might not even appear on the court in game one, even though he's probably eligible to play and dressed. And the reason being is if I get Ben Simmons, where his only goal is to play 20 minutes and just focus in and lock in on Jason Tatum, I don't know if I can actually take Jason Tatum, which would lead me back to taking plus money because Kevin Durant is so talented, Kevin, and we know that. A minus 105 price to lead it. He probably will. But if I'm taking out Tatum at plus 195, it's probably Kyrie Irving for me at a plus 250 price. If um, if Ben Simmons comes back and locks up Jason Tatum, Celtics fans better run and hide. I'll, t- I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's a real, real bad look for your We guy. don't want that the radio guy. audience is here on a Thursday morning. Kevin Walsh, Daddy right side of the early line as we're rocking and rolling through some interesting NBA options. Here's the interesting thing, right, Donnie, is I was – Really interested in that Tatum number as well. Plus 195, right? Yeah. Jason Tatum last year, Donnie, in that series, different scenario, but last year in that series had a 50-point game. Had a 50-point game versus the Brooklyn Nets. The game before that, he had scored nine. If you give me odds for the highest scoring performance of the postseason, Tatum would might be my bet. He, He really might score 50 in this series, but I give you 12. Yeah. Kevin Durant's not giving you 12. KD doesn't give you 12. KD's got a floor of 25 points now that we are here in the postseason. It's Kevin Durant. It's minus 105. It's really hard not to like that price. I'll bring up Donnie just to give a point of reference here mm-hmm. for the other two series that this is listed in. Bulls Bucks, it's yeah. minus 430 for Giannis, plus 470 DeMar. <laughs> yeah. You think that's high? Embiid minus nine fifty. Pascal Siakam is nine to one. Yeah, and that's what I was taking a look at those two series because I'm not gonna. Even though you do think they're far and away the two better players here, and they're gonna probably lead their teams in scoring and the series. I took a look at Demar Derozan at the plus four seventy price, and also Pascal Siakam at nine to one because you do have to factor in Joel Embiid has missed playoff games with knees with you know upset stomachs in the past, so maybe he doesn't play the full amount of games needed, and maybe that big underdog is there. But no way, Kevin. We're not laying like a four or five to one price here to take that down. That's ludicrous. I don't know how you're not a little tempted by a DeMar DeRozan at plus 470, though, right? I mean, does Giannis need to average 35 a game here? Exactly. Versus the Chicago Bulls? That's what I'm saying, right? And here's the thing, man. Like, Giannis is on the bench in the, in the, four, in the fourth quarter, hanging out with Thanasis, having a good time. DeMar DeRozan's in there, still just chucking it up, finishing with 36 on the night. I, I think DeMar at plus 470 is really, really eye-catching here in that series. It's, it's Embiid, and it's Embiid uh, very likely by a lot. In, Embiid's point drops 33.5 in game number one. Versus the Toronto Raptors. Don't count out the Nassus in the G-Wagon, K-Dub. Come on. That's right, though. Hey! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. back right here on the early line i'm kevin walsh joined by donnie rideside and join us now as he typically does around this time rick caro sports grid sports business analyst the sports professor rick how you feeling uh, i'm feeling mastered out man I, I it was a trip from uh hell can you say hell yeah i'll say hell so dodging tornado warnings in macon georgia then dodging the rain in augusta uh, stopping and losing some money on the golf course in Jacksonville on the way home, and then watching a Masters that was great storylines with uh, Rory and Tiger and the event coming back with Crowdless. But, man, the middle of it, if you're not a golf fan, was a little mediocre, and then Rory spiced it up a bit. But we are golf fans, so I'm not complaining, man. I mean, there are a lot worse things in the world to do than go to and then watch the Masters on TV, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, Rick, I think you were having a whale of a time. Sometimes I wonder what kind of deal you cut there, man, but that's all right. That's that's for a, a little different pimento. time. Now, now, for you to now, figure let it me, out. Now, let me ask you. Yeah, now let me ask you this now, Rick, right? You talk about oh, great Masters moments. Tiger was there. Rory got hot. No mention of Scotty Scheffler. I ask this to you. How relevant, important is the winner of this tournament to ultimately how they judge the success of of this tournament are the are the people at the Masters saying ah, rather it have not been Scotty Scheffler or is it all good it's always all good the storylines transcend the player unless it's Adam Scott winning for all of Australia unless it's Tiger in 2019 unless it's Tiger 25 years ago but you know when uh, when Bubba Watson wins they focus a bit on Bubba Watson and a lot on the playoff uh, when Fuzzy Zeller wins, they focus on his first win and the fact that he may never win again and his ch- his chicken dinner is going to be uh, lights out the next year. I mean, all this stuff is relevant to stories, huh? Yeah. So, listen, bottom line is this is a big deal, and it is a big deal because the Masters is the brand, as Jim Nance says, like none other. And the story is the economic impact and the comeback, um, and the maskless, and you know, you walk around there, and you have the old pros who are always there, and you renew acquaintances after two years. Then you see the rookies, the ones that carry eighteen bags of merchandise around at eight in the morning and wonder what to do with it, as opposed to doing it on the way out. And 
the ones with high heels. Certainly women, maybe men. You don't walk around Augusta with high heels, no matter who you are. Anyway. Rick, by the way, at the at the Masters, negotiations overall, like typically you hear like, you know, the NFL and the and the uh, you know, players association going back and forth and typically like, hey, look at this, you know, we just signed CBS for the next four years with the Super Bowl. Are there rights each and every year? Do they have a package deal? Is it five years? Is it ten years? How does that actually work with the Masters and TV? All right, here's a story and it's not exactly inaccurate. Okay, so Sean McManus, who's been a friend who runs CBS Sports and Fred Ridley, who is the chairman of Augusta National, all right, and their TV committee convene every year, every year. And the Augusta National people say to the CBS guys, jump up on the table and bark like a dog, and we'll tell you how much you're paying. And they say, yes, sir, yes, sir, <laughs> and they pay it. It's not like that. But don't you think that CBS wants to have more than, you know, three commercial minutes an hour? to sell their three sponsors, of course. But it is such a pristine event with such high leverage, and they do it right, that CBS and ESPN negotiate a package that's more like, here's what it is, not let's negotiate. It's really interesting, the Masters every year. Fantastic, fantastic tournament, fantastic event as is. There's a lot more that's going down in the sports business world and also really in the gambling space. Right now, you, you look, obviously, you know, New York has uh, recently become, you know, legal sports betting. And I talked to John Sheeran. I was filling in for bet on the morning after uh, the director of trading at the FanDuel Sportsbook, who was tremendous uh, in, in kind of giving us an idea that this is really surpassed expectations, Rick, New York sports betting up until this point. What's been kind of the early returns since everything has been all systems go in New York? January 8th, it starts. Less than three months later, $4.92 billion. How about that as an early return and a late return? Mm, wow. And so, you know, they're making $300 million a week. And the, oh, well, hell's breaking loose was the article I read last week because the numbers were down last week. Now, why would you think the numbers were down? Well, because you only had three games of the Final Four to bet on that weekend versus the weekend before where you had twice as many and the weekend before you had twice as many as that. doesn't take a genius to realize that uh, it's here to stay. And you know who the most excited uh, winner of that whole New York deal is? Buffalo Bills. They get a stadium that's $800 million of public money. Never before seen in my world of public-private partnerships. Everybody's crying. I'm a Dolphin fan. Now, God knows they can afford more people, and the stadium's going to be beautiful. Cold, but beautiful. Why? Because uh, nearly 80% of the state commitment was casino revenue, a mobile betting revenue they never had before. So if they cut that deal three years before, it would have been entirely different. And note to all of the stadium people around the country, infrastructure now knows uh, there's there's an opportunity to use the uh, public uh, COVID recovery money for infrastructure for stadium renovations or new stadiums. Watch for that trend. I'll tell you what's interesting about that too, Rick, as you take a look. Is this one of those things that we talk about like a one-off there and you're trying to negotiate back and forth? Like, hey, Patrick Mahomes got $500 million. It doesn't mean that Derek Carr is going to get $500 million in an extension. Do other cities use that as leverage or do other cities say, we can't offer that and that's not even going to be on the table for us here? Well, it's a, it's a two-edged sword on that one. 
the cities like Cincinnati and I, you know, did all these deals and worked on all these deals, the middle markets, let's say, they may be less able to afford, but the teams need more public money, less corporate support, et cetera, et cetera. Since he did it creatively because they taxed Ohio, Indiana um, and Kentucky uh, together for it. But it has to be special circumstances. Kansas City did it because they traded Kansas City and Missouri and created a regional structure. But at the end of the day, the ones that are the bigger cities say we need to give you less because you can charge higher for PSLs and seats and all New York, Chicago, L.A. The smaller markets say we need to give you more public money, uh, even if we don't have as much. The Jacksonville's. That's the way it goes. But let's assume that every stadium proponent now will take the minimum public Buffalo East Western New York commitment and build from that. And every public sector will say not so fast because here are the differences, just like a quarterback negotiation. That is a brilliant question. That's why they pay you the humongous bucks. Brilliant question. That's high praise. That's high praise. Now, I mean, I'm gonna have to figure a way to take that, take that shine off. Yeah, you are. Money. Uh-huh. But I got a, Your turn. I got a whole segment. Your turn. I got a whole. Segment. Oh, uh, here, I'll ask no. you. Oh, ready? Watch this. Watch this. Watch. Hold on. Ready? Watch this. Hey, Rick. Watch this one. Yes, what do you sir, got yes, coming up? <laughs> what do you got coming hey. up, Rick? How about that? That sucks. Yeah, go ahead. That's Donnie. That sucks. Next, Donnie. No, no, no. Yellow shirt? Explain yourself. Yeah, Yeah, yellow shirt. So so going up to Washington, doing a little teaching at my alma mater up there in uh, uh, in law school up in Cambridge. And again, I'm either going to go to the game two of the... Hey, man, I'm not asking you about your weekend. Yes. Don't you got life? I like it. Yes. What's, what's coming up, babe? You got to get, you see, that's why they pay white side, right side, yellow side. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Because you got to get more specific. <laughs> you can't just say what's Don't you got up. videos you coming out? Wait, 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 Don't wait, wait, you wait, do wait, stuff? Wait, wait, wait. You could ask uh. that kind of question to Bill Walton or Dick Vitale. Those are the two guys I've ever interviewed, by the way, change the subject, where you say, what's coming up? And five <laughs> minutes later, they give you an answer. I would do that for you, but I'm not going to give you that break. In fact, that was so miserable, I'm getting out. This show will do a commercial, and then we'll be back on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Baseball board rolls on. A lot of fun games for us to break down. We'll start it off in Tampa Bay, Donnie, as they're going to see if they can snag a split versus the Oakland Mm. Athletics, who maybe don't stink. Maybe. Look, that was the the win total I kind of circled, right? We did the pick six contest uh, of 67 uh, and a half because – I will say this quickly, Donnie, before we preview this game, because it ties into what we talked about in hour number one with the Guardians there. The Athletics are a proud franchise that is good year in, year out. I don't know if they're, you know, 500 good. I would be surprised if they're 500 good. But I don't know if this team wants to be in the bottom of this sport. And look, it's three and three, no doubt. One of the wins at Philly, two of these wins at Tampa Bay, It is a very nice start to this Oakland season. No, it is. And you're coming into the season as the Oakland Athletics, Kevin, and you're saying to yourself, okay, uh, basically having a fire sale at this point. We'll see how the season ends up. But you would like to start against, like, the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates if you have one team in the NL, one team in the AL. And instead they said, you know what, Oakland? You're not going to be at home. You're going to go on the road and play the Phillies, who have high aspirations for the season. Then you're going to go play the Tampa Rays, who are notorious for making deep runs in the playoffs. And here we go, actually standing up and playing competent baseball. Now, does that end today? We don't know. But so many times you'll hear me, Kevin, talk about the month of April. Teams don't know they're bad yet. And some of the really good teams are saying, okay, let's just sort of work things out. And by, you know, May, June, July, we'll sort of hit our stronghold and get after it. Because you take a look Mm -hmm. again today. It's the same thing that came up yesterday with the Tampa Bay Rays. Am I interested in laying a minus 215 price on the Tampa Rays? Because it's not like the Dodgers or even let's just say the Yankees where you say, okay, I'm going to pencil in Tampa Bay for really getting after it at the plate. And we'll see if Oakland can return the serve. The Rays are notorious for winning games three to one and four to two, even as high priced favorites. Are the Rays a better baseball team overall than the Athletics? Absolutely. Cole Irvin, is he a great pitcher? No. I've seen him plenty of times here. You're talking about a guy in Major League Baseball who's a lefty, doesn't throw that hard, and tries to hit his spots. And if he doesn't, has the propensity to get rocked. You take a look at Fleming on the other side. Is he a great pitcher? Not by any stretch. Do I think the Rays win this game, Kevin? It's a 1 o'clock start here, probably a sleepy game down in Tampa. Mm -hmm. The one thing I do know, I'm not interested in laying a minus 215 price at all in this one here. I know what I'm interested in when the player prompts market opens up. Anything involving Wander Franco. I have Uh, to tell you, I I really do not think that people talk about how bizarre switch hitting is. I feel like it's just, it's way too accepted in the sporting world. The idea that people bat from both sides of the plate. Like imagine in the NBA, it's like, ah, depending on where I am on the court, I will catch and shoot. Like I know people try and argue layups, it's way different. But Wander Franco, Donnie, at some point, they might be like, hey, listen, man, you're a, you're a righty. Like, Donnie, young career, I got you. 
He's batting 385 in his young career versus lefties. To start this season, he's five for six at the dish versus lefties. Two plus bases, two hits maybe, Donnie, against a lefty in Cole Irvin. Wander Franco is everything and more that we were promised coming up through the prospect ranks. Yeah, it's a sign of a good organization also because a lot of organizations, I think you'd probably say 75% in baseball, we all have the same draft picks. You know, your team is going to be good, your team is going to be bad, you slot it anywhere between, you know, 1 to 32 or wherever it would be. So when you try to take a look at Major League Baseball and you say to yourself, the Tampa Bay Rays, how do they survive? Because they hit on their draft picks. Every single year you have a guy that can replace another high-priced free agent that leaves town, and this is the next guy in line. So if you're teaching these kids the right fundamentals, baseball rewards you by saying okay there's an arbitration process which means that if this kid comes up at 21 he can't even be a free agent till he's like 27 years old so you get six years of controllable incomes on that guy and you're right when you take a look at switch hitters I mean we've all done this in the backyard or playing baseball just having fun playing wiffle ball I'm like I'm a lefty so I'm gonna bat from you know right-hand side of the plate. But when you step up and try to go to the other side, I have no idea how these guys do it. And I'm just talking about wiffle ball where, okay, I make contact with that. Yeah. You're talking about hitting like a 95-mile-an-hour fastball with power from both sides of the plate. I have no idea how people are that talented to do it, but he certainly, Kevin, Crazy. is one of those guys. Like The one thing I always like find very funny is like, because Wanda Franco is amazing is when a switch hitter is actively horrible from one side of the dish. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that advantage is working out for you, pal. Like, enough. Like, you're a lefty. Like, stop trying to get that lefty-righty matchup in just your favor. Moving. Yeah, it's, it just doesn't even make sense. Uh, White Sox Mariners are going to close it out. You know, for a lot of these series, we'll be buttoning up today. Jimmy Lambert, Logan Gilbert, not two star-studded names on the mound against two strong lineups here, Donnie. Maybe the, the total jumps out down from nine and a half to a flat nine. I'm going to tell you what jumps out in this game. You're going to get some sunny skies and conditions here. It is going to be cold, but this is the reason, Kevin, we call it the Windy City. How about this? 29-mile-an-hour winds blowing out to left field. Now, this isn't one of those at Wrigley Field where it blows out the dead center, so no matter where you hit the baseball, it's going to carry. This could be more of maybe a crosswind blowing from the right field, or excuse me, from the right field foul pole over to the left field foul pole or however you swing it. But if this wind actually is blowing out that steady and you just get under it to left field, good grief, we might get some home runs here. So I'm looking at a nine total here and just betting it blind by saying, can some of these guys get under a baseball to left field and make it happen? That would be quite nice. I like that. I like when we can line up some of these numbers here. Listen, and that also then, if you talk about two-plus bases, can jump into the mix there. There's a lot of different ways that you can attack if it looks like a game could be open season. But, of course, the flat nine jumps out as well. Also, that Logan Gilbert strikeout prop at five and a half, maybe a bounce too high there if you're playing strikeout props early season. I know some people like to let some of the numbers materialize. Like, you know, I've and again, it's early season. We are all figuring it out, right? For the most part. Some, you know, people are like, ah, man, like this team right now leads baseball in strikeouts. Well, all right. I mean, now, I mean, come on. I mean, we got four games, like, as if, you know, like that, like that one, that, that's a bridge a, a little too far, a little too far. But then again, 
do you want to go off this year's four games or last year's games? What's more relevant? So, again, it's to each his own. I see how it can go. Cardinals, Brewers, Donnie. Very excited for this. Really, really excited. The Brewers, I don't want to say the Brewers. Central. Again, early season. Nobody needs anything, right? But for St. Louis, Donnie, chance to make a bit of a statement, right? Milwaukee, you've played two bad teams and you've not been very impressive to start. Woodruff, Wainwright, around minus 150 on Milwaukee. They're still getting a lot of respect here when I read this line. What do you think of the matchup? Yeah, and, and they are getting a lot of respect, and rightfully so. Overall, the pitching pedigree, Woodruff is better than Wainwright, but Wainwright, that crafty veteran here, and as we say with the Milwaukee Brewers, not a great hitting lineup. Anticipated today, Wong, Adamus, what, Yelich, McCutcheon, Telez, Renfro, Narvaez, Kane, and Peterson – doesn't strike fear into a lot of people's lineups. So if I look at this game, do I want to lay a minus 150 or so price with Milwaukee? Not necessarily here because I actually do think the one through nine is much, much better at the plate for the St. Louis Cardinals. But at the same time, I might get a pitching duel here. I might get another four to two game. The same way I picked on yesterday, the Milwaukee Brewers in a game that ended four to two. I could see that happening here. It takes nine to beat me in this game. I think Wainwright can pitch well. I think Woodruff can pitch well. Two rivals going at it here. Give me the under eight runs in this game, Kevin. I think it lines up really nicely. These are two guys that have had prior success versus both of these lineups here. I think you're going to need the long ball to come into play if you are looking to cash an over in this game. I don't think it's going to be, you know, you know, leadoff single, walk, double, merry-go-round. It's not that kind of game with these two guys on the mound. So I think you're on to something there, Donnie, with that under. How about the mm-hmm. Phillies and the Marlins? The Fish, Ooh. Sandy Alcantara, Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson, like the best starts of any pitcher uh, up until this point of the year. Kyle Gibson's name is firmly in the mix. Seven innings of work, only had two hits with 10 strikeouts and no walks. Can he carry that over here versus Miami, versus their ace and Sandy Alcantara? That's it's an interesting spot here, Donnie. Miami, a slight favorite. What do you think of this game? Yeah, you're learning. I like it. You're learning here. Instead of going with the Alcantara, which most people would hit you up, the Alcantara, very well placed, and I appreciate the pronunciation there. But take a look at this game at seven and a half. You say to yourself, wait a second, seven and a half. Phillies did not have hit their way around, and they should be able to score themselves, and the Marlins aren't that good. Not nonsense here. You're right. Gibson was really good in his first start. Does that mean he's going to continue this? Maybe so, maybe not, but also you're not pitching in Citizens Bank ballpark. You are pitching down in South, I believe it's Lone Depot Park now, which is one of the biggest ballparks in Major League Baseball. And also Alcantara has had some very good success against the Philadelphia Phillies in the past. I'm still waiting for the summer Philadelphia Phillies to find their way around the diamond and say, let's go ahead and win games 7-6 to six out here. I don't know if it comes today, but this one also, Kevin, it's hard to say. I know, look. There's DHs in Major League Baseball. The Phillies lineup looks great, but I'm going on. Look at this. Again, under seven Ooh. and a half for Donnie. It's gotten into me, man. Help me out here. Man, that's that one's a little bit more of a, of a difficult sell for me, Donnie, with, with kind of, I don't know, some prior success there. I think there's some guys you can get involved with, though, in the props market. Bryce Harper, Jazz Chisholm, Castellanos, even if you like a Joey Wendell. 
on the Miami side. I think there's a lot of plus money. All those guys are plus money for two-plus bases, some good numbers versus these guys before. Maybe seven and a half's high, but a couple of doubles, pair of singles. I think you can still hit some props in this game today between the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. Still a lot of baseball to preview, including the final game of the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays series coming up here after this quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Keep this baseball preview rolling. Yankees, Blue Jays. This has already been a really fun series. It has a playoff-ish feel to it, Donnie. I think, you know, obviously I'm watching these games very, very closely here. I think the one thing that's so interesting when you watch both teams up until this point here is the the bats, the, the lineups are so loaded, but you can already see, kind of, again, with that playoff-type atmosphere, right, is you can... And I know this is coming off a game where Toronto scored six. It was the, you know, Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. show. Outside of Vladdy, that Toronto lineup was kind of held in check, right? Yanks had to rely on a couple of long bombs. Outside of that, they haven't had a ton going in this series, Donnie. That for all the talk of the power in these lineups here, part of the reason they are two of the highest-priced teams and the odds to win the American League is just how steady both of their pitching staffs are. Yes, and also that's a pretty key indicator here. And certainly early on, as we usually lean on the pitchers being slightly ahead of the bats until they get their timing down and we get the hitting weather. And you're seeing that. And it's been a great series so far. And I don't, there's, there's no must wins in Major League Baseball in the first few weeks of April. But if you're taking a look here, if you're the Blue Jays or the Yankees, these games mean a lot. And not really necessarily, Kevin, for like bragging rights or even standings, but just filing that away, right? You know, we handled our business. 
And we went into the Bronx there, took a series down. So if you need that series late in the season in July, August, or even September, you can reach back. And hey, guys, remember when we went there early in the season and have any issues? We took care of business. Now, tonight's going to be interesting because you get about a 70-degree night, which is great, but there is some rain in the forecast. So maybe one of those intermittent delays to start the game, and maybe it clears up a little bit later. We'll see how that plays out. But it's the same thing. Like yesterday, you did get the over. You see it at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the over under eight and a half. The Yankees with a slight favorite of minus 126. Gaussman's a decent pitcher. Severino's a decent pitcher. But is this one where you step in and say, okay, finally tonight the bats wake up? And technically they did wake up yesterday because one guy did hit three home runs. But when you look all across this lineup on both sides, there's star power and power all across the board. It's one of those games where I look at, okay, I'm not getting Garrett Cole or Jose Barrios, and that game actually went over. Now I'm going to get Severino here on the mound and match him up against Gaussman. I would lean towards the over tonight, but that's all predicated if it's a sloppy, rainy game to start. Obviously, you don't like that. Maybe you should wait it out and take a live wager. But I actually like the Yankees in this game, but I do feel the under, excuse me, the over might be a little bit better. As I've been praying some previous unders here, I'm leaning towards the over once again here in the Bronx. Yeah, I actually think it does line up because at some point, and maybe this is wishful thinking, I think the Yankees lineup needs to pop off. I don't think you could really argue that that's happened up until this point for the Yankees. They scored six in the opening game of the season, but that was buoyed by extra innings. Since that game, four runs, three runs, shut out four runs and four runs. You're not cashing team totals with that for the New York Yankees based on their pregame prices. Now, this is how it was last year, and I understand it's April and the weather's not there, especially for a team that wants to, you know, kind of rely on the long ball, your Aaron Judges, your Giancarlo State. Giancarlo last night hit a ball that I thought, you know, left the stadium, and I know my guy John Sterling did as well. Uh, it did not. But the Yanks even operating, Donnie, here tonight out of four. There are a couple of guys in the Yankees lineup that have had some prior success versus Kevin Gaussman. Mm -hmm. I I think, again, if, if you're right, if the weather cooperates, it should be a spot. But at what point, Donnie, it's early season. And, boy, is it like, you know, you're, if you're six games into an NBA season, right, early, you're four weeks into an NFL season early, Major League Baseball, you're 30 games in, it feels early at times. But at what yeah. point, Donnie, is it reasonable to say something's wrong with the Yankees lineup when you think about what even happened last year with this group. Yeah, you're right, because early is different in a lot of leagues here. But I would probably say once you get through May, because you're still working out the kinks here. Some guys may have had a difficult offseason, and they weren't prepared as they should have been since the lockout was waiting. And maybe nah, I got an extra couple weeks to get ready because this lockout isn't going to happen. Then all of a sudden it does. Hitting weather starts to turn around. Once you get out of April, you get into May, you're starting to deal with the 70s and 80s as opposed to the 50s and the 60s. I would say a good 60 days, but it's always harder, too, because, Kevin, when you're trying to level the playing field, right, you look at the, you know, the Cleveland Guardians and the Kansas City Royals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. I give it 60 days. There's no wait around. Like, Brian Cashman, as a GM of the New York Yankees, doesn't like to say, well, let's wait 60 days to see if Aaron Judge can get his average over 200, or let's wait 60 days to see if Stanton can hit his third home run and see if it's right. Things get ratcheted up in these pressure situations. And also, nobody wants to get smoked by your division rival early. And that adds to the pressure as well. Yeah, it certainly does. Two guys, again, that we mentioned, you know, some people have some good numbers uh, versus Gaussman. Aaron Judge and 
Giancarlo Stanton, Stanton off the day off there. I know he filled in. Uh, for a hitter prop parlay, you're getting plus 135 on the FanDuel Sportsbook between the two big boppers there, uh, which could be a nice little look uh, in this game. I think one of them has a chance to go deep, but again, you can decide how you want to turn that up. Shohei's on the mound, Donnie. Going versus the Rangers. Dan Dunning getting the ball. Eight and a half total here. Uh, L.A. is a road favorite around that minus 140 range. You expect a big one from Shohei? Yeah, we always expect a big one for Shohei, right? But also, let's keep in mind, you saw, and, and here's again, it's, it's always with these betting markets that we like to take a look at and educating people on what makes some sense. This isn't Shohei Otani in July where it's like, hey, let it rip, kid. Get out there, 110 pitches if you want to. Okay, it's fine. You just saw yesterday. One of the best pitchers of all time, or at least what, in the last 20 years, is Clayton Kershaw. Hey, 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 settle down. 75 pitches. Let's get you in and out here. They're doing that across the league because a lot of these pitchers based off of this lockout aren't stretched all the way out. So if you're saying to yourself, and I'm going to bet the Angels tonight, I probably wouldn't want to bet the Angels in any facet full game. Why? Shohei Otani's probably going, what, Kevin, five innings, six at the absolute most? So if you're going to factor in and say, boy, I like Shohei Otani, look good on the mound, strikeout props are all there, you got to factor in. He's probably going to have a condensed start again and maybe go through five innings at the most, as I said, six. So if I'm looking for overall perspective and say to myself, I'm going to bet the Angels, I'm going to focus on the first five because I want Shohei Otani and I'll let the chips fall where they may. But I'm also looking at two different starting lineups anticipated tonight. One has Shohei Otani hitting, the other one does not. So one of those things where even though Otani is very important on the mound, it's always nice to get that extra bat, even if he is struggling right now in that lineup as well. So that's one I would actually wait until I saw the starting lineups come out to make sure Shohei Otani was also batting in this game. Yeah, Otani, I would be really surprised if he wasn't going to hit. I, I guess that would maybe be some, I don't know, like a, a bizarre request from him to be like, I don't think I can hit today. I, I would be very mm -hmm. surprised by that. One note on Otani last season as a starter. 13 games he pitched at home to a 1.95 ERA. 10 on the road, 5.02. It's interesting mm -hmm. to me. They head to Texas. Yeah. If that roof is open, that Rangers lineup we know has is, is added a lot of talent to it overall. And Dunning is not necessarily a guy I think we're running scared of Donnie. Toronto hit him up a little bit. Uh, really, it was the Rangers' bullpen that had kept that game uh, in check when uh, those two teams played. Could an eight-and-a-half number make some sense? But, Don, I mean, you, you the, the weatherman, like, will the people of Texas yeah. be all right if they open up the roof there? You know what? It's going to be a tough one tonight because in Texas, here where they are playing in Arlington, it's supposed to be 70 degrees. That might be way too hot to sit out and enjoy a nice night at the ballpark. Better close that roof and also turn on the air conditioning for those guys. <laughs> it's going to be a tough scene out there for the people of Texas. That looks like a really fun game, though. I'm excited to watch that yeah. one play out. Uh, two new series that begin. How about Padres Braves, Musgrove Morton, Minus 112, slight San Diego favorite. You've got a seven and a half number rocking up. Two good lineups, two very good pitchers, Donnie. This is, you get a little juice into this one here, though. Out of division, postseason expectations for both ball clubs here. Who has the edge? Yeah, if we're taking, I mean, usually when you see those prices, what's the first thing you start to think of? Well, hold on, man. Braves World Series champions here, getting a minus 104 price, and I'm not going up against a stone-cold stunner. 
I see like that one right there with Joe Musgrove mm-hmm. on the mound. So I'm going to look at this game and say to myself, okay, yesterday, the bright little Jekyll and Hyde, right? Hey, let's bust out with like 16 runs, and the next day we can't even score again. That's Major League Baseball, and that's what you're going to get on a day-to-day basis. So I'm taking a look at a price point here on a total of 7.5. It's a pure pitcher's ballpark. Morton has done very well for himself over the past couple of years. Joe Musgrove, the same thing. But if I'm looking and saying lineup-wise, one through nine each, to me, I'm always going to lean on the Atlanta Braves here. So if I say to myself, until Fernando Tatis gets back, I like the Braves lineup one through nine better than I do the San Diego Padres. I think Morton can hold up on the road. Do I want to take the seven and a half, which got burned yesterday? Hey, let me just take a seven in this spot, and uh, we'll live with it. Yeah, I lived with it with a loss yesterday, where it takes eight runs to beat. Yeah, I can see an under in this ballpark, a San Diego Padres where they play out in Petco. It does set up to be an under type of situation and an under type of stadium, but I'm going to look more towards the Atlanta Braves in this one. Give me a bounce back effort here. Close, hard-fought win for the Atlanta Braves. I, I, you mean, you know, it's funny because, you, you know, uh, it's not, you know, a big time. It's, I mean, they couldn't touch Josiah Gray yesterday at Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. It happens. Exactly. It happens, yep. right? But, uh, pff, man, I had a nice live team total. Austin Riley, the inning you get involved there, hits the home run. You'd think this team would, would step up. They didn't. Atlanta has mm-hmm. not really hit the ground running in the way yeah. that uh, you have maybe were anticipating, hoping to see from this team. There are a couple of Braves, though, again, that have had some career success, if you're willing to lean on those numbers, versus Musgrove. Marcelo Zuna has uh, been able to get him uh, in five of the 11 at-bats, three doubles. I just If you see the extra base hits kind of pour in, that's when, again, two-plus bases is always a nice thing to capitalize on because, again, when you're betting in the two-plus bases market, the dream scenario is the double, the triple, the home run, right? Sometimes guys give you two hits. Austin Meadows yesterday, perfect example. He's plus 115, two plus bases, got a couple of singles. You can get it a a couple different ways there, but of course the extra base hit market always makes things just a little bit easier on the better when they're trying to line it up. Enough time, I think, Donnie, for one more game. Dodgers new series. They're going to play the Cincinnati Reds, former Yankee great Louis Sessa getting the ball here against the Dodgers. It's Walker Bueller on the mound. And it's a monster number. It's minus 275 on the Los Angeles Dodgers. This Mm -hmm. is the home opener for the Dodgers. It is a, again, I mean, that is just a big-time number, Donnie. Minus 126 run line. I'm sure a lot of people are going to look that direction. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday here when you're saying yourself with the Dodgers. Like, some people are just saying, like, hey, if the Dodgers, I don't care who's pitching or what lineup they have, if I can get them at a minus 150 price or less, I'm just auto-betting them because there's going to be rare opportunities to get them at such a cheap price. And here we go in the opener, Adam Chavez Ravine, a minus 275 price. Now, if you take a look at the Reds here, there's not a lot to like. And I did yesterday on a listen-up segment where their, you know, head of baseball operation goes, hey, we're not spending money, but be careful what you wish for. If we want to make money, we'll just leave town and go to another city fantastic start here for the reds and their fan base right off the bat but you do also have an opener in Cessa today and that long reliever going to be san martin it doesn't bowl well here for the reds but at the same time i know walker Bueller's is a great pitcher the dodgers are a fantastic lineup they are at home it's opening day there but i'm not laying that price and the dodger bets probably from me will be few and far between in 2022 you'd love to see this pop up donnie and catch Cincinnati at two and a half runs. I am actually surprised that it's only minus 126 for a Walker Bueller Dodger opening day start, to be honest with you, on that run line. I, I 
there's going to be a lot of folks, understandably so, lined up on that number. Closing it out here, but before you go, you got to listen up. This is the early line on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Last segment of the day here for a Thursday right here for the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, as always, 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after for the next few hours. Now, we always talk about people that get angry at their current circumstances. Blame everybody else. Hey, Baker Mayfield, listen up. Feeling a little bit disrespected. How about feeling a little bit overrated as we saw Baker Mayfield take to the airwaves and say, I'm not happy with the Cleveland Browns organization. Now, quite frankly, if it was me, I'd probably have the same resolution that it's not me. It's them. I want to be great. You're not letting me be great. Well, you have a record of, what, 29 and 30 over your first four seasons as the number one overall pick. Maybe it is you. And how about you signed a contract as the number one overall pick, which gave you a guaranteed four years, $33 million, and then this year with the fifth-year option, $19 million more to basically not win football games. And, yeah, you can blame it on, what are you guys talking about? I gutted it out last year. Did you see all the injuries I had? Yes, we saw the injuries, which you probably should have just stayed on the bench and went to the IR and said, hey, I can't help the football team on the field. I'm going to make sure my backup is well-prepared. He didn't do that either. So now when the Cleveland Browns reach out and say, we need a real quarterback, we're going to bring in Deshaun Watson and pay him more money than God, you feel disrespected. Well, at least you're feeling some sort of way because the Cleveland front office, the Cleveland fans, they already got you out the door right now. Sure, who actually won? 
in for making probably about $50 million over his career to be an average quarterback in the NFL looking to go somewhere else. And if you really feel that you're feeling disrespected in some sort of way, wouldn't another team came calling already and said, Baker, come save our franchise. We need help. And the phone ain't ringing right now. My goodness, Baker, get it together. For you guys, if you want to stay together, morning after coming up with Ben Stevens next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.